watching the brothers of legacy. We don't stand out. We stand up. Hey, hey, hey. Good day. Good day. Good morning. Happy, Happy Monday. Monday, everybody. Bless the Lord for another day, another opportunity, another yes. advancement. Yes. Yes. All right. So, like I said, today we're talking about, hey, good morning, Cheryl from California. <laughs> Girl is up in the morning. Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, so, like I said, today we're talking about our view of America. And I just kind of wanted to get our, our personal take, you know, how do we look at the country we live in um, based on experience, based on right now, based on possible progress that we may see? And like I said, this question is not only posed to the folks, to 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 my brother right here standing, sitting next to me or across over there, <laughs> um, but to the audience as well. Like, how do you view America? What is your take? What is your thought about the country we live in? Um, is it, you know, because it's all about, of course, perspective, you know, when you're, if you're in the thick of a struggle, sometimes it's, you could feel like there's lack of resources, there's lack of this, a lack of that. If you're doing well, you may not see it as much. Um, you may not feel, feel like the issues that some see are that prevalent, you know, because there's opportunities and things of that nature. Um, and, and like I said, you could still be on the, the, well-to-do side and still get a sense of, of struggling through. Got to be working at 6.30. I got you. All right. All right. All right. Um, so, Pastor, what, from a perspective of, like, socially, or just economically, let's start there. Um, what is what is your view from where you sit, literally, <laughs> you know, how do you view America? Do you feel... Man, that's heavy. Yeah, man, it's Monday. On a Monday morning, bro. <laughs> Gotta go heavy. Hey, Mama Car, I'm glad she's in the building because I need her <laughs> too. I want to know what she think. What is? Do you, let me ask. Let me let me get real real specific. Do you feel patriotic? Wow. Yeah. Do you feel patriotic? What's up, Kaneem? Good morning, sir. Gentlemen. Morning, bro. Good morning to you. Top of the week to you. Hope everybody enjoyed themselves. Indeed. Damn. Yes, sir. Um, so the question. So, um, hey, can you turn down your your uh, volume a little bit because we're getting a tad bit of feedback. I can turn it down. My brother. How um, we doing now? Testing, testing. One, two, three. Yeah. Testing. I think that's 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 good. That's Make sure you good. get your coffee, man. I don't know if you heard the question of the morning. <laughs> no, I didn't hear the question. All right, you know, back in the day, we call them haymakers. <laughs> oh, somebody got hit. He threw a oh, haymaker okay. this morning. Hey, man. mama, can't wait to see you. Got to got to. So, can't wait to see you either. Do I feel patriotic? Yes. Do you feel patriotic? Now, all right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Like that. And and that's 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 kind of funny. My mom said that because I'm in a season of feeling real patriotic. And and here's why. Here's okay. why. I'm in a season of feeling really patriotic because I served my country. Right. As a I'm an army veteran. Okay. Right. And 
I've been out of the military for like 32 years. All right. But I had up till buying this house, I had never, ever in 32 years exercised, taken advantage of, subscribed to any VA benefits. Nothing. I didn't have a VA card. Okay. VA health. Never been to the VA hospital. Uh, so, so here's what happened. Over the last few years, I've been hearing everybody talk about, man, you're missing out. You're missing out. You've been out how long? You've never done anything, right? Uh, I, I didn't use my VA loan from my first house. Didn't use my VA loan from the second. I just used my VA loan on this house. And it triggered something in me. Okay. But it was behind everybody, all these veterans telling me, man, you're missing out. You're missing out, man. I Look, I got 50%. I got 90%. Man, I'm at 100% disability, man, because of my back. And I'm just like, yeah, but I never, like, I know I've had back problems, but I never thought I could go to the VA to get paid right. for my back problems. You know, I'm literally, I, I, I can't hear out of my right ear. Right. And it's from the military. Right. Right. And I never complained. I never filed for any, I never filed a claim or anything like that. And so, so what happened is uh, I was talking to a, a mortgage company and they said, Hey, have you, are you a veteran? I'm like, yes. Well, have you used VA? I'm like, no. How long have you been out? Oh, 30 years. You, you've never had a VA loan? Like you've never ever like, no, go, well, we can do that now. And I'm, you know, like I'm, this is a long winded answer, man, but here's the thing. The lady said, just give me your information and I'm going to do a certain, I'm going to, cause she said the benefit you have right now is I used to do this for veterans all the time for another company. And I still right. have my login to the VA system. So give me your social, let me do a search. And I, it may not come back, but there's a chance, but at least we can get the, the, the process started. So she put my information in and it came back instantly. Boom. She's like, oh, your certificate of available of eligibility pop right up. I'm like, what? Wow. She goes, it's right there. I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, you're looking at a certificate of eligibility for a VA loan. She goes, yes. She says, I can't believe it. This rarely happens. I'm like, only God. But anyway, uh, <laughs> So I said, and I had never leveraged anything. So I'm like, I can't believe it actually showed up. And you know how it is. You feel like you qualify for, but something always goes wrong. Right. In this particular case, it just happened instantly while I'm on the right. phone. The first person I talked to and boom, I have a certificate of, of eligibility and I qualify for the, for this house, wow. the amount, everything. So I said, can you send me that? I'm like, I'm like I need to see this, you know? Right, right, right. So she says, I'll do you one better. She says, I'll send you this and I'll also send you the link so that you could submit. She goes, why have you never asked? Why have you never um, claimed any VA benefits? I said, well, I lost my DD-214 20 years ago. Never had it. Now, that's a document that you need to do anything for VA. Uh -huh. It starts with your 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 discharge paper. OK, and OK. I've, been, I've moved so many times and I just lost a thing way back when and just never right. thought about trying to get it again. And she says, so let's start that process. So that was like when I bought my house. So you know how long ago this been. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, so about a year ago, I actually kicked off the process submitting from a DD-214. Okay. It just came back like two weeks ago. I got you. That's been a minute. That's, yeah, because when I got out, they were still putting a piece of paper in a file, in a file cabinet. I got you. <laughs> Everything electronic now. Right, you know, I can't right. do no electronic search for my DD-214. So uh, it took that long for somebody to go physically 
walk into a room, a vault in Indianapolis where the files are kept and go look for my file. Wow. Right? That's how okay, I'm aging myself. Anyway. So patriotic. So I got it back. I right. got my form back. And uh, I just went to the I just went to the DMV. Okay. To because I found out I can get a veteran endorsement on my driver's license. Right. So I actually have a piece of paper, my license is coming. So it just made me feel some kind of way. Right. Right. And then my wife and I took a vacation. We took a week off a couple of weeks ago or a weekend, long weekend. And I was at the hotel and, and the lady at the hotel behind the counter was like, well, are you a veteran? I'm like, yes. She goes, well, do you have your veteran's ID? I'm like, no. She goes, well, do you have your DD-214? I'm like, why would I have that in my wallet? But anyway, <laughs> um, okay. so she said, no, if you had that, you know, right. we could have gave you a discount on your room, you know, right, right, right. You're you feeling like points, the benefits. You know, yeah. Comps on food. Gotcha, and I'm just gotcha. like, wow. You know, so right. uh, I have kicked off several processes. I have submitted for my VA health care for me and right. for my family. Just waiting for that to come back. I submitted from a VA ID card. And what happened is when I went to get my uh, license endorsement, the lady behind the counter charged me for my license. Then her supervisor came back up to her and said, you need to reverse that charge. He's a veteran. She goes, thank you for your service. I'm reversing the charges because you don't have to pay for your driver's license. Wow. So it just like, like emotionally. Yeah. Recently. I got you. It dawned. I'm like, I served my country. I've earned this. Right. 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 right, You know, so I'm, you know, and so now I've been looking up all the benefits that I can get as a veteran. Right. Right. I'm feeling real patriotic right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've been looking up this. I'm like, oh, man, my country does love me. You know, I got you. I yeah. Got you. So that's and and then the thought and my wife, like, it's funny. I've I been me and my wife been married be 25 years this year. Right. And I never. So we never had, you know, like I tell stories about being in the in the military and all of that. Right. So I'm telling her this and we're standing in the bathroom and I showed her my, my paper and she says, I'm really proud of you. Cause it never really dawned on her the benefits. Right. right. And so it's, it's impacting her. And she's like, I'm really proud of you. You served your country and you've earned this. Kind of, so that's a long winded answer. I'm sorry. I got you. Minutes, so you. So you, so because of the, because you realize the benefits and they're holding up to them, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you get slighted, you know, you got basically treated in the sense equal. You feel like at least, you know, so you feel patriotic. I got you. Several people have gone out of their way over the last couple of weeks to make me feel like a veteran throughout these processes you. and everything, talking to people right. on the phone, people calling me back, you right. know, answering questions, doing due diligence. Yeah. So it's made me feel really, really proud. I get, you know, and it, and it's funny that you say that. So I, it's kind of like, you know, it's one of those things like you don't know what you have, like, see for you, you figured out within the country, like some people may not become patriotic till they leave the country and go somewhere else <laughs> and realize you know, America might get on my nerves, but they better, you know, like with certain things. Like, I, I guess it's it's maybe that realization, too. Um, so, Kaneem, how do you what's what's your patriotic level as well? How do you feel? Oh, man, I've always been uh, in love with America. Okay. I, I, I never really had a, a issue, you know what I'm saying? A lot of folks or a lot of. Friends, I can't say folks. A lot of friends I know 
they uh you know they always talking about what what they did to our ancestors and this right. man and the third and, and right. it's in the record books. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, right. That's something I can't change, but I do acknowledge it did happen. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Right. Do 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 the government acknowledge it? In some ways they do, in some ways they don't. But as far as me and my experience as an American, right. I am very happy to call myself an American. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I, I have no qualms or, or hesitation in doing so wherever I'm at. Right. It's, it's just, you know, everybody had their own interpretation of what being an American is. You, you, right. you, you see all these folks with these American flag. Well, let me say I do because I, I travel through these back, back streets. Right. Right. Uh, that's that's not in the metro Atlanta area. You know what I'm saying. So let me yes, make sure there's yes, clarification on that. But once you leave the metro Atlanta area and you see these uh, American flags and oh. right next to it, like like it'll be an American flag and a Confederate flag, and it'll be like y'all really uh, kind of dumbing it down because right. the uh, America that I know in the history that I read was was really. Uh, uh, going against the Confederacy, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, I mean, just to stay right here in 2022, um, I am very, very enthusiastic as a patriot. Cause I think, I think from where my grandmother and, 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 and their parents came from to where I am and where my children are going, I think it's, I think it's a positive thing. I mean, everything could be improved, but. Yeah, I love having that stamp of being an American. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I hear you about the country thing because I'm out there a lot too. And you see all the flags <laughs> and you see, you know, you kind of see the a, another side. It's so funny how Georgia is. It's like Atlanta. It's just, you know, one thing or the, the metro and like the outskirts. But when you go further out, it kind of just, it shifts some. It just it shifts a little yes. bit. Uh, oh. That's America. Right, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, like you can go anywhere in any state in America, and you'll see pockets. Yes, that's that's the diversity, right? That is America, indeed. You know, and indeed. and I think that's the beauty of the country. Like, we have issues in this country, right? We have major issues in this country. We have flawed history in this country. We have infrastructural problems in this country. We have right. systemic issues in this country. But I never doubted that I live in the best country in the world. What up, Richard? Hey, Richard. Hey, what's right. up, Richard? Um, because there's nowhere else on the planet oh, yeah. that people are are dying doing everything they can to get to, right? Except America, right. you know, right? Um, yeah, I, I I'm I definitely agree with you there. Um, I don't know, like I I won't say I'm, I. I because I'm I you know so I threw you guys the question about feeling patriotic. I mean I'm I'm cool with America. Like I'm I'm you know like like you said there's major issues. Um, I love where I'm at. You know because honestly like there's no other better place that I know of yet. <laughs> you know like you know America seems like it's it's pretty much the place that I should be at. You know what I'm saying so I don't I have no qualms. Um, you know, and it's it's always funny. Like, remember when when nine eleven happened? I've never seen the amount of American flags in my life. <laughs> until, you know, until nine eleven, probably just like, you know, 
uh, decades ago with Pearl Harbor, I'm sure everybody whipped out the flag then too, you know, because when when things happen, just like your family, like we fighting, but when someone else steps up, oh, we unifying. <laughs> oh, oh, we together now. <laughs> what you ain't gonna do is come in here <laughs> and disrupt. Yeah. What's up? Disrupt our mess. <laughs> like, we got our mess. <laughs> you don't come in here and make it worse, you know. Um, but yeah, so I... I, I I don't know. I, I guess I am I patriotic in ish in a way. Like I said, I don't, I don't really have qualms with America itself. You know, like yeah, yes. Just I think just like probably many countries was formed in some rough way on the backs of somebody. You know, and stolen some land, stolen. <laughs> you know, probably other than Africa. You know, those folks are probably generations of of doing it right. But you know, wars happen. People still land. It happens. Um, don't make it right. I'm just before someone jump on me, like, oh, you just saying that's cool. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I know what happens. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and and so I feeling patriotic is the rough word for me. You know, it's when I'm asking you, I'm like patriotic. Because it's like you love Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm a Christian. <laughs> you know, like I'm all in. That's my all in. Am I frozen? Can you hear me now? No, okay. You know, like I'm all in, and it's and it's it's like you know, you, you know, you have friends that are like, "Yo, that's my boy, we cool." Then there's other friends you be like, "Yeah, they they I, right. <laughs> they I." Right. Yeah, but is there? But the the question really is, is there a place you'd rather be? Right. No. No. So yeah. you're proud to be an American, or at least yeah. you know you're free. Yeah. And you won't forget the man who died who gave that right to you, and you probably yeah. stand up next to uh-huh. you and defend her still today. Yeah, there ain't no doubt. I love this land. Love God this land, the USA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should know that song. Sam says, I'm not sure I have ever felt patriotic. I mean, I am an American. Nobody can take that away from me. But as a woman of color, not so much. If I so when I was better back in the 90s, I wouldn't be. (laughs) And that's my thing, too. Like, yeah, like. I'm not so yeah, but stuck. yeah, if I had a better option, I'd be I mean, there too. The reality is I don't have a better option. option. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you, man. Up, man. McNair, don't don't go sign He might sing it again. He might sing it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There you go, McNair. Don't do it. That's that church. <laughs> sing again, sing. <laughs> no one can't sing. <laughs> so um, yeah, but, I think yeah, see, if, if you had a better option, who wouldn't want to choose a better option. Why sit here till we die is what the scripture well, says. Okay, but wait. we have an opportunity to go down there where there's food. Then, but then if, if that's the case, are you really patriotic? So now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a flipping on you before you get to it. Let's throw it into sports. <laughs> you uh, know you your sport, you you know your team is horribly. And this other team is better. I said, you you know your team is horribly horrible. My team isn't horrible. That's no, a, I didn't that's say matter of opinion. I didn't even say Dallas. I didn't. Did I say Dallas? I just said this is an example. You said your. <laughs> but okay, so your team is uh, 
I'm saying, but you don't switch when you find a better team. Right. Yeah, but the, but the, here's, so let me let me answer that. Let me let me answer You're that. Okay? Just because the Los Angeles Rams won uh-huh. the Super Bowl, uh-huh. it does not mean they're better than the Dallas Cowboys. It means they won last year. They were better last year. But historically, who has given us more? You said what? American Who's- team. Oh Lord, Jesus Christ! What in the world? Hold on, hold on. Come on, AD, take the microphone back. Take the microphone back, AD. Wait, hold on. Take the microphone back. Listen, it's. I'm trying to go somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere. Okay. Right. We talked. Samantha said, "If there was a better place, I wouldn't be here." Right. So her perspective is if I can go and find a place that gives that meets all my needs where I can be proud to be there. Okay. Why wouldn't I go there? That's what she's saying. That makes sense to me. Don't settle. Right. You don't like your job, but there's a better opportunity for you. Why would you stay here? You understand? That's real. So I get that. I, that I have no argument there whatsoever. The reality is, I haven't, I've I've been on this planet, I'm going to 55 years and I've been all over the world. And I say today, America with all of its problems is the best option. And so I'm proud to be here. When I count it all up, that's reality. Okay. Uh, I agree with that last portion. What's that? That All over the world in America, America is the best option. Right. And Uh, so I'm uh, proud that I was born and raised yeah. the best option. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not against right? that. Okay. And I got so much history with it. Watch this. Is there anybody better than my God? For what does a prophet of man to gain a whole world to lose a soul? Okay. I put all my, I am a, you said, AD, you said, I'm a Christian. I believe, I'm a man of God. I believe in the, in the Lord because God has done so much in your life that even if you can't see him today right you ain't going nowhere else i don't care what they promise you right because i have i have solid allegiance my point is right you might give me us an improvement to my season Mm -hmm. but you ain't giving me an improvement to my life and my disposition no uh -uh, sorry that's what i'm saying when it comes to america which is what i'm saying when it comes to Mm. dallas (laughs) <laughs> that's see, there you go. All right, he stopped speaking about it. The, 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 see, that last part just changed the whole statement. That that last little part changed the whole thing. So, so, uh, McNair asked, How far do you take your allegiance? How far do you take your allegiance? You so, know, someone like, asked a question uh, in the 90s. They went to they, some uh, college student came through uh, LA through. Lost it through our to our church, and they uh, were doing this. They were, I guess, working on their PhD or their doc, whatever they're working on, and they were doing a study about patriotism. And they were asking patriot, they were asking veterans, black men. They wanted to know, do you feel that you are an American first, or do you feel like you are African American? That was the question. So they sat me down, they asked me a, a list of questions. They said, now here's the most important question I want to ask you. This is the critical one I need that's going to give me the baseline for my, the foundation of my, my dissertation. 
he asked me, he said, are you an African-American or are you an American first? And I said, I'm an African-American. He said, why? I said, because I'm a black man who has roots in Africa. He said, you ever been to Africa? I'm like, no. He said, do you know any family members that come from Africa? Have you traced your roots? I'm like, no. He goes, then why would you connect yourself to that? I'm like, because that's what it is. He goes, who told you that? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right? Right, right. So he was like, you're saying that because somebody told you. Mm-hmm. But you have not done the work to validate that for yourself. He said, now, what I've done is I've asked people, other black men, this question. He said, now, what's interesting is any black man that has been in conflict, like that fought in Vietnam or fought in a war, he calls himself an American first. Anyone that has not been in conflict says they're an African-American first. Wow. And I said, well, I've been in conflict. (laughs) He said, were you on the front lines? I said, no. He said, well, that changes your perspective, doesn't it? Mm. I was like, wow. He goes, men who have actually bled. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, I bled for my country. I got a lot of, I've lost a lot of blood, you know, <laughs> in this country. Maybe not a gunshot wound, but I felt like I was qualified having right. been in conflict, right. right? And it, I was like, wow, who, whose story are you going to believe? So that so when we talk about feeling patriotic, like I said, I have felt I've, I've had this boost of patriotism because of my veteran status and the benefits that it provides for me. I'm getting something that I really wasn't receiving, but it's because I hadn't said anything. Right. right. So that's what changed my mindset. But it's called but it does not invalidate the service that I had. So I've I've changed my view, my perspective on my country. I don't mean that I hated my country at first. I'm just saying that I recognize uh, that I am a veteran. I've served a great country. Right. And and, and it's given me all the things that I've needed. There's a lot of things that were missing, but there's no denying that I'd rather be here than anywhere else. So I do love my country. I can talk about it, but other people can't. <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you feel about that, Kaneem? What's your thought? Oh, man. I, I, I put it like this. For me, myself, if, 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 if it was the decision that I had to, like, he, like Brian made the decision. I would die for my country if I have to. Anytime you go into the military, you have made a decision that I, if if I have to, I will die for the United States of America. That's what enlisting in the service means. You know what I'm saying? Right. If I have to. Right. Not everybody goes in it with that thought, though. Oh, yeah. I understand. I understand. So... And I'm just saying, if, if if I had to do the same, I would I would I would be right there dying for America. I don't I don't think I would. I, I it's nowhere. I've never lived anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Right. So let me say that I right. I haven't lived in Europe, and I'm pretty sure that that is a pretty similar culture. Even though everybody want to come to America, I'm pretty sure it's a similar culture of civilization. Right. Civil. You know what I'm saying? But as far as me, 
I'm 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 happy in the United States. I, I'd rather visit everywhere in the world but come back home. And if push comes to shove, if I had to do it, yeah, I would die for my country. So I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna be a proud patriot. So okay. you, now you put that out there. Would you die for America or would you leave and go somewhere else? Whatever they culture or way of living is, because I would die for America. I'm going to die in America, I hope. That's tight. That's tight. Yeah. Oh. And I, I, I feel like for me, if we were in a global conflict, I would be fighting for America. Mm. If wow. given the choice to go fight for somebody else, I would be fighting for America. Oh, yeah. No brainer for me. Yeah. So Dr. Brown said uh, my answers did too much for me to be here. So I feel bad saying I don't want to be here. I'm trying to make it better for the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's that's a good philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it right there. Uh, This is home. Always has been. And and I have lived in other countries. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, I've lived in a third world country. I've been I I didn't live in Europe, but I spent time there uh, and got a chance to to see people from there and interact and and converse about lifestyles and i'm saying there's a major difference between visiting and making a life somewhere right 100 people say oh, i wish i could live in hawaii i lived in hawaii and i couldn't wait to get back <laughs> seriously when you live in a place and you're surrounded by water every day all day and you can drive around the entire island right. in less than half a day right you get what's called island fever wow hmm. It happens. I was there. I got it. I couldn't wait to get out. And the, and the first thing I did when I got back from Hawaii was right. I took a cross-country drive. Wow. Well, not the first Depends thing, but I'm saying agree with the, the greatest, one of the greatest uh, accomplishments was taking a cross-country drive uh, and okay. not seeing any water. I was so <laughs> glad to be able to get somewhere where I didn't have to see any water. Land, just land everywhere. Yeah, I wanted to see okay. land. I wanted to see flat land. It was, it's yeah. amazing. You know, yeah, uh, and I'm an outdoor. I love the outdoors. Right, right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like the, it's always good. The vacation spots are good. That's why they're vacations. <laughs> they're good yeah. vacation spots. You know, and believe me, like, when I, you live you there, like, I want to be here a little longer. I don't hey, live here. <laughs> yeah, but at some point, you want to come back. You want to come home. And 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 what I'm saying, like, in in order to be comfortable living. In a vacation spot, yeah, you have to have enough money to get out of there whenever you feel like it. Right, right. Because you can live on on Oahu, you can live on Maui, you can live, but trust and believe, you're gonna want to get off that island and go somewhere. Right. That's it. So I I don't fight hard to leave America. I want to go on vacation, but I you know, uh, uh-uh. I look forward to getting home. The best part of the trip is coming home. Always. Nice. Nice. So my people that are watching, we got several people watching. <laughs> what is your view? Do you feel patriotic? Um, do you feel a part of America? I uh, said, yes, indeed. Lived overseas for six months. Could you not feel me? Get you yeah. feel me? Ain't nothing like home, boy. Ain't nothing like home. <laughs> hey, man. But it's I always in the career. When I, when I got home from Korea, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I look they because a lot of guys got stationed in Korea. 
it's a one-year tour. Yeah. And at six months, you get to come home for 30 days. You take a break, a mid-tour leave is what they call it. Right. I stayed straight through because I made a decision. I'm like, man, if I go home now, I'm going to be AWOL. I ain't coming back. (laughs) You know, that was the danger of the mid-tour leave because people would leave Korea and not come back and go to jail. Wow. uh, For going AWOL, you know. So I'm like, nah, I'm gonna stay straight on through because I miss around and go home and get stuck. That's how much I wanted to leave. And, and the first thing I did when I left, when I got back to the States from Korea was take a walk to appreciate the value of sidewalks. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's very few of them in Korea. Gotcha. Turtle ditches is what they have. Well, at least that's what they had back in the 80s. You said called what? Know. Turtle kitchens? Turtle ditches. Turtle ditches. Turtle they call it. It's funny. They call them turtle ditches because whenever you like if you're in the military and you get stationed in Korea, uh, you go to uh, your first station where you get your your, your assignment uh, and the in processing center is next door <laughs> to the out processing center. So, so McNair, grind, you know, you know what a turtle is, McNair. <laughs> you go to Korea, right? Right. And because the in, the in processing center is next door to the out processing center. Okay. Okay. When you okay. first get in country, but it takes you a year to get from one building to the next, because oh. the in processing is next door to out processing. So to go from right. in processing to out processing, you got to spend a year okay. in Korea. Then you get to out processing. So okay. the fact that it takes you a year to go next door, you're called a turtle. Okay. When you go into okay. country as a military person, you go in and you they, everybody refers to you as turtle, right? Uh, and those ditches. They're just cutouts for for uh, from from combat where soldiers would hide. They they dig a rut in the ground. It's like a creek bed built like a creek bed. Okay. And soldiers would hide down, duck down, and, and fire their weapons. You know, and right. they always had water in them. And Koreans actually would wash dishes and all that kind of stuff in these little ditches. Uh, but people in country, if you were new in country, you always trip and f- everybody trips and falls in a turtle ditch. Right. So they call them the turtle ditch because you were a turtle, you fell in the ditch. Turtle ditch. I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. So I got a question, right? All right. So we talk about patriotism um, and what America is. Uh, I'm sure you guys know about um, Biden either proposing or giving Ukraine like $33 billion, yeah. you know, to help repair and things of that nature. How do you guys feel about um, the giving of money outside of our country when we clearly need some of that money here. Well, we need all of it here. <laughs> I was trying to be generous. Can't give them a billion? At least give us the 30, 32 and give them a billion? <laughs> I mean, what, what do we get from Ukraine? That's the question. I mean, I, you know, Actually, it's like something. strategic. I don't think they do nothing for nothing. Uh, I don't think we're that generous. As far as... Um, Oh, it's military though. It's like it's almost like Cuba, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how Russia was occupied Cuba, and they still got them relationships with Cuba. It was it was just a, a spot that was close, uh, and Ukraine is close to Russia. So if we got a spot close to Russia that we can occupy or be friends with, right. you know what I'm saying? And and that's just if any military uh uh instability go on in that region we have a 
a true ally who we can rely on, even though they're just a blip in that reason, but it's an ally that we can rely on. Like, we're sending all this stuff over there, um, um, all this military equipment and, 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 and money. If we keep sending this military equipment, that means if, if it ain't all, you know, <laughs> blown up or, or shot away and we maintain relationships, right. we already got a strong military equipment presence. Like all we have to send is like troops. We got tanks, we got missiles, we got this, we got that. We send some troops and then we'll be over there. But I don't know. I mean, like, like um, as far as sending the money, I really don't have an issue with it. Because okay. I'm pretty sure that it's my, it's like a loan or, or, or more like a, hey, I'm going to throw you a bone right now. Right, 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 right. But And the whole world see me throw you this bone. So I know in, you. In, gonna... I'm sorry. Can you... Go ahead, brother. In in 2019, of the 1.3 billion in U.S. imports from Ukraine, the top commodity sectors were baseline metals, agricultural products, machinery, and mechanical appliances. It was in right. 2019. 2020, Ukraine exported 1.11 billion to the United States. The main products that Ukraine exported to the United States were pig iron, seed oils. And iron pipes. So we're in bed. With, we're in bed with Ukraine. That's why we're sending money. Yeah, yeah. But that, that oh, I mean, so, that's, oh, you, that's so, we, so we're just paying what we owe. That's what you feel. You feel like we're just giving back. No, no. Well, so so who is the most debt riddled country on the planet? What country has the most the greatest debt on the planet? We I, do. I think we do. We got the most debt. We owe everybody. Yeah, we got the most debt. Okay, but, so the, the question was, so we so we owe them? Yeah, we owe them. We owe everybody. Well, how, you know, I got you. This is that's gonna be the economic question. It just it just baffles my mind sometimes, like how this how this thing works. No, hear me out. It's like, Pastor, you know, you're living in a mansion, but you owe you owe all of brothers a legacy. <laughs> you know, like you know, like there's a huge debt, like then, and then so. And then, can so you say? Pook, can you say forty five? <laughs> Pookie around the block. Can you Pookie, say forty five? What you mean by that? Forty fifth president of the United States. Okay. Oh, you talking about him? Oh, his him being debt and going bankrupt. You talking about that? I yeah, mean, he's supposed, to be, he's supposed to be the wealthiest man, one of the wealthiest oh, people yeah, that, in America, that, but in more that's, debt. Than, that's a jam. That's a jam. Yeah, but I'm like a guy like that can become the president of the United States. Why? Because he looks he looks just like the United States. True, right? But uh, I'm just saying. How? Okay, so break that down in country terms. How does how does the United States have money to give when we owe everybody? The really? United States. The United because States reminds me of a, a, a kind of like the setup or the foundation of the Federal Reserve. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know how the Federal Reserve has the monetary value over a dollar, even though they ain't got nothing to back it up. Right. We have the economy <laughs> of the world, good. even though we ain't got nothing to back it up. You know? right. right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, every, every, every economy. My point is, I feel like it's just a shame. On the dollar. I got what we we have a dollar that that has no backing yet. We owe everybody, <laughs> but it's probably it's the strongest. It's probably one of the strongest currencies. It may be like number two or three right now might have dropped a little bit but it pretty much stays up there 
<laughs> I didn't, you know, I, listen, any other currency. I, like you got to just remember to, to Kaneem's point, the Fed is private sector. Mm-hmm. It works right. for the with the government, but it ain't governed by the government. Right. I get it. It's private, which means to his point, the value of the dollar, like a person sets that, not a system. Thank you. Right. Yeah. We, we talked about this last week, only in America. Right. The, the, the greatest brands or biggest companies in America are named after a person. Right. Not a government entity. Even when you're publicly traded, mm-hmm. still a person that owns the company. Right. And they can. I mean, so what I'm saying is. America is the how do you call it? Uh, I don't want to use any person's name. (laughs) America is the definition of charisma. Oh, Bernie Madoff. That's what that's what America tells the best story. Right. Right. I'm with you. That's I'm why, you. you know, I just I'm, I I know we ain't got to go down this, this rabbit hole, but I'm, I'm I just it always just amazes me how we the that the one that owed the most. But yeah, but, but, just, but think about this. If, if, if everybody oh. call in their debts, let's say everybody say every because especially China. Let's say right. if, if they call in like we want our money back and we borrow letting y'all borrow no more money. It would it would it would just wreck the whole financial It'd wreck everything. You're right. System of okay, the world. So, you know, no, no, here's the question. How can you? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> who's got I'm the big, who's like, got the biggest army in the world? Right. Right. Who's got the biggest army in the world? I think I think we're still up there. You're right. Oh, we 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 uh, yeah. we in the top, but uh, as far as no, wait, who so we want to so go down yeah, here's the rabbit hole though. We don't have the highest number of soldiers, but who has the biggest army? Right. Who is the who is the the, the biggest military power on the planet? Right. Oh yeah, that's definitely us. I mean, okay. you can just count that by the navy. I mean, right. So how are you going to benefit by calling in your debt? That's like that's like that dude on the airplane trying to make Mike Tyson take a picture. <laughs> and he ended yeah. up with Bumpy Bruce. Yeah. Listen, I, like, I, I mean, like, I what, are, what are you going to do? Yeah, the, the the it's yeah, it's it's all tied. In. I mean, I, I just threw it out there. I just wanted just folks to think about how all of that just kind of ties in together. But we're talking about our view of America. So, my peoples. What do you guys, what's your opinion? Um, patriotic, not patriotic. We love America. They all right. Just throw your view up there. I know it's a delay, but let us know what you think, you know. Oh, um, yay, nay. Oh, this is supposed to be call-in Monday. <laughs> call-in Monday. So my, my amazing. Oh, Kathy, Kathy called it back at it Monday. <laughs> Back at it. There we go. Back at it Monday. Kathy oh, Wilder. That was even back at it Monday. She's gonna put the link in the in the comments. So wherever you at, YouTube, Facebook, uh, I think I got it on Instagram, not Instagram, uh LinkedIn. You can join and be a part. Uh and, and let us know. Do you feel a part? Do you feel patriotic? Or eh, 
I'm just here. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> so let yeah, us know. Let yeah, us know you know, if you if you just look at your place in life and, and think about it, would you be better somewhere else? Would you be better in the Philippines, or would you be better in Costa Rica? Would you be better in Portugal? Would you it's be better relative. in all these other places? Right, about to say it depends on what you want. Right, that that's true too. Right, yeah. There's somebody <laughs> living in Portugal from America living their best life. Right. There's somebody who right. went to Korea in the 80s and never left. Right. <laughs> Got a whole family over there. They found this yeah. spot. They were like, you know what? They're taking care of me right here. Yeah. yeah. I got a so, I got a homeboy from my high school who uh is in where did he go? He went to uh man to some third world country, man. I think he went to uh Thailand. Oh and out there with a, a shell necklace, no shirt, shorts, and loving it. And, and flip yeah, I got, a, I got a buddy. He got a mail order bride from Thailand. Well, I guess, I guess my homeboy was a mail order husband. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy looked at a magazine and ordered him a wife. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so like I said, today is uh we're talking about RV of America. Uh feel free to, to call in or click the link, uh join us in this conversation. Uh let us know what you think, give us a question or opinion, or you can just comment in the space that you're in, Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn. Uh let us know what you think. Uh do you feel patriotic? Do you feel a part of America, or do you feel like um you're just here? You know, you're just here waiting for a better option to pop up one day. <laughs> Search, searching the internet. Let's check Canada. How's Canada looking these days? You know, mm. Is that where you want to go? Oh, so just let us know. Let us know. Because we want to, I'm curious. I'm curious. I was came up with this because I was, uh, what was I looking at? I think just the, the buying thing with 33 billion and just several things. Um, I was on actually NWCP. A site this morning and uh, looking at you know some of the issues they're tackling and just wondering. You said you was looking in, at what? In the LACP site. Oh, random, just random, <laughs> just random. I just I, I was looking at their site uh, just to kind of check out where they at. Um, I was looking at somebody else's site too. I can't remember, uh, but yeah, it's you know checking out some organization, just kind of seeing some of the issues that there are proposing to tackle, you know, the thing I've noticed is most folks are doing more research and studies um, into showing facts and figures. Um, like, because that's that seemed like that's the road of the NAACP. They're more facts and figures than on the ground, you know, doing a lot of that, you know, not saying they're not doing anything before someone's like, I seen them out. And I'm not saying they're doing nothing. I'm just saying in the in the grand scheme, I think they're taking a lot of resources just to to show that certain things still exist, you know, facts and numbers, because they had the studies about Hollywood and things of that nature. It's pretty interesting. Um, so I think that's where they're at. And that's probably why you don't see them on the ground as much. That's my theory. That's <laughs> my theory. Um, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, the Black Caucus. That's what I was looking at, the Black Congressional Caucus. I was looking up them too as well. You know, just kind of see 
where a lot of these organizations are as far as the fight, you know. Um, well, just, they are honestly <laughs> as much good as they're doing. They're you know they're they're playing a game too. Remember, I, I shared yeah. some of that with you all about a week ago. That you know we've got some issues right. within the civil rights organizations that yeah. pride themselves in moving on behalf of of our communities. Yeah. You know, there's you know there's there's deals being made on every level, man. Yeah. You know, and and so the question, and I think it was uh, McNair who asked the question. You know, how far are you willing to take your allegiance? You know, does it become more about your positioning within the ranks or does it become, or is it still about your initial cause, your original cause? Right. Right. And what happens is people get, uh, I like to call it, they, they change their stripes if you would. Yeah. Because they get caught up within the system and the culture of politics and deal-making and sell out. And, and what, and, and the message is, you know, I'll sacrifice 20 to get 500. Right. Right. And that's a problem. Yeah. Because in some cases, the 20 that you sacrifice equate to a generational impact. Right. And the 500 that you get in return equate to a season. Yeah. Because, I, you know, it's it's and it's funny that you said it, because that's kind of why I was <laughs> on, on those sites. Like, oh, you were like. Where at? What are they doing? You know, what are they? And of course, you know, they they offer scholarships. That's usually like when you start getting a lot of funding, it's like I got to give something back. So it's like let's do a scholarship fund, <laughs> so so kids can go to school or give them something. Um, so that's and my thing was like, what are the fights that they're in, or what are the the issues that they're you know? And like I said, most of it's like research and um, you know, statistics and things that they they're they're using the money toward, um, right. Is it a lack of vision? Because it's pretty much, uh, or maybe focus. You're right. Maybe the vision is still there, but the focus is not. You know, they're you not. Mean for the civil rights organizations. Yeah, they're not focused on. And but like you said, like if if I find I'm spending too much time in Washington, and it's more lucrative to be there, you know, kind of greasing hands and trying to get little things done, um, then I, I shift. You know, like I don't, I don't get back on the ground. You know, like I don't get much when I'm in the streets. <laughs> I get more when I'm hanging out in D.C. Let me let me tell you what I heard in in the '90s, and I think I've shared this with you all. I may have shared it about a year ago. I've, I've told, I've given you the testimony about being in that room where the president was there mm-hmm. in Los Angeles with Cecil right. Murray. But what I have not given you is the conversation that took place in that room. So there was a brother in that room and I forget his name who was there as part of the group that came in with, with uh, Clinton and and Gore. And they were talking about, because obviously you want to come to a church, you want to talk about the initiatives that the church has on their agenda in order to get the votes. Right. And so economic development, you know, at that time, first AME was one of the largest, if not the largest um, black run non for profit when it came to economic development and community right. empowerment. And so they were talking about some of those things. They were talking about grants and, and, and monies that were available. 
And and what this brother said, he said, listen, let me tell you something. He said, and this was back in like 96, 97. He said, by the year 2026, there will have been more black men incarcerated between the age of 17 and 23. And this was in 1997. He said, by the year 2026, there will have been more. No, he said 2023. There will have been more black men incarcerated between the age of 17 and 23 than there have ever been in the history of jails. That's what he said. He said, that's the rate. That's the ramp that we're on right now. Right. Right. And he's telling us this. He said, so what this and this was this this it was called the faith based initiative in the 90s. Okay. Right. Uh, and he said, with this faith-based initiative, which started with uh, the first President Bush, he said this faith-based initiative is going to provide monies, make monies available to Black churches. If y'all know, the megachurch just blew up in in, right. in, the, right. in the 90s. Okay, right. the megachurch blew up because there was over 700 billion dollars available in reserves for non-for-profit organizations for empowerment, community development. And what happened is we didn't know the money was there. And this is what the guy said. He said, the black church can get, your, your preachers can get uh, $100,000 and they go to prison for tax evasion and misappropriation of funds. Right. Because you go buy a car, you go buy a right. house when you get this money and you, and you don't right. keep the books right. He said, you all need educated people in your back offices. You need some accountants. You need some attorneys. That's what right. you all need. And you have to, and your preachers need to get educated. That's why academics started becoming such a big part of our church. Right. Okay. This started in the nineties. Cause before that right. y'all know what preachers, all they did was. Right. Right. And in the nineties, they started articulating the English language. Right. There's a lot more doctors coming out of. Out yes. Of yes, right. absolutely. And people right. were leaving corporate America and going and launching ministries. Wow. OK, so what this brother said, he said, he said, take 10 people, 10 black men. He said nine of them are absolutely corrupt to the core. Right. Right. I'm sorry. He, yeah. No, he said nine of them can be saved. One is corrupt to the core. He said, we're going to give you money to save the nine. But this one right here, we're going to kill him because he ain't no good to anybody. Wow. That was the that was he's and I'm, I'm saying this was the strategy in Washington. Give them money. Now, when we talk about the 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 uh, civil rights organizations, these are all the people having these conversations. Right. So they were saying we got to get ourselves in a position to go after this money. Right. It became right. a money conversation. Right. So you started getting all these organizations developing, you know, uh, mentoring programs, uh, man child programs, you know, um, all, all, anything that was community development related gained in popularity. Right. And that's when the money started flowing. And that was in the 90s. But what I'm telling you is that was an American government strategy. They said in when, when 2023 comes, they're going to start. I'm, I'm sorry. He said by the time 2023 gets here, you're going to see that they will have started killing us again. Now, I can go all the way back to that conversation in the, in the, in the mid 90s. Right. And then you start thinking about the, the explosion of black men getting killed in the streets by police officers. Right. Black people getting killed in the streets by police officers. And I'm saying they were telling that story in the 90s that this was coming. Now, it's not any different than what has been. 
But what they were saying is they're going to be more intentional. I got you. I mean, the, the Rams have been in, incarceration has happened. They've got I've seen the statistics on that. It's like exploded. It's like the line went from like this to like this, you know, over the last 20 some odd years. Um, could you put Lisa's comment up? She um, said something. She said some that had placed in a certain position was supposed to take on the role of Queen Esther. However, they compromised themselves and become content with watching others suffer. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Um, long as it's not yeah, me. I, I, I think, and I, I think that the shift for the money was was good. I think it just became a focus, and I think that's where we got we got off track. You know, like the money thing just came. It was great that they've opened it up. You know, they that we've cracked the code, or we got at least exposed to. The availability of funds, I think it just, you know, like you said, someone that's never seen a hundred thousand got excited, you know, to get excited. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you what happened. Like, what was the benefit for Paul, the apostle Paul, in dual citizenship? Paul got in trouble as a Jew, right, and was getting ready to get pummeled by Roman soldiers, right, right, but he had dual citizenship. What saved him was that he was born a Roman citizen and became a Jew. Right. Right. So becoming a Jew that worked against him in that situation. But once they validated that he was a Roman citizen, Mm -hmm. he had dual citizenship. It saved him. Right. Right. So what has happened in America? In America is like, well, black people can't make it. Black people can't make it. But if you become a part of this particular organization, we're not going to treat you like retreat the others. So in a lot of cases with some of these people that have gotten into high places, they have dual citizenship. (laughs) That's why you can get comfortable. That's why a, a prosecuting attorney, that's a black person can send a black person to prison comfortably. Right. Cause it won't be me. Right. Right. And if my child gets in trouble, I can make a phone call. Right. Because right. I have dual citizenship. And and we get we get caught up in that kind of privilege. Yeah. Right? And what does it do? It, what it does is it hampers our ability to progress forward. Because you've lost sight of the original purpose. Right. That's our purpose is such a critical thing, man. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. That was good. That was good. All right. Um, so we appreciate you guys for being here, rocking with us another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. Uh, where we don't stand out, we stand up. Um, continue to share and stay tuned. Uh, stay connected. Text LWN to 84576. Text LWN to 84576 and never miss a broadcast or what the brothers are doing um, uh, tonight. Make sure you check out uh, Purpose for Forever. My wife and I, we're going to be discussing some relational marriage situations and issues. So make sure you stay connected and find out what we'll be talking about. Uh, so again, if you want to find out, connect, uh, text LWN to 84576. Text LWN to 84576. Uh, and that is each. So we look forward to seeing you guys. Same time, same channel. Know that we love you. God loves you more. Continue to stay safe. Uh, do the right thing. Make good choices. And we look forward to seeing you in 8 a.m. at 9. Peace out. As always, we love you. Uh, know that God loves you more. Stay safe. Thank you,